This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees in Knicks analysis. What is going on, guys? This is Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning in to this podcast right here, right now. So tonight we're going to touch on the Knicks a little bit. You know, we, we've um, I haven't been covering them as much recently. Well, mainly because it's been All Star break, but um. You know, even heading up to the All-Star break, I was supposed to have a, uh, a progress report after January. Never did that. And then I was going to, I was planning on doing a progress report midway, you know, um, a pre-All-Star break progress report. But I never got to that to that either. And so, you know, I feel like I, 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 um, I owed all zero of you a, um, a Knicks uh, article earlier today. So I wrote a blog on the Knicks in their second half preview. And that's what we're going to be discussing tonight. Episode 76 will be on the Knicks and what to look forward to, what to hope for and expect in the um, so-called second half of the season in the 27 games remaining. But before we get into this, let me just make sure that if you guys haven't done so yet, be sure to follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at NYSportsTalkRC. And also follow me on Instagram if you haven't yet either. You can find me there at Rob J. Carbone. And if you want to subscribe to BD4 on all the other different platforms, um, besides the one you're listening to right now, then make sure you do that too. You can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Spotify. You can find it on Anchor, on YouTube, and plenty more too. So make sure you find that all on my blog. It's my opinion. Um... Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and there's a tab called Outlets where you can find all the different platforms on where to reach me, follow me, and subscribe to me. So make sure you do that right now before we begin. Um, But yeah, once again, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to my podcast, BD4, on every platform you can. All right, but let's get into the episode because we've got a little bit to talk about tonight. So for the second half of the... Well, first half of the season... Again, I'm going to call it half, but we all know it's not really technically a half. It's just the pre-All-Star break half of the season. The Knicks were 17-38, and I believe, which is a 30% win win percentage. I think it was uh, 309 basketball um, when you look at the triple digits. Um, 309, not good, very bad. But, you know, if there's one thing you can say they've done better at under Mike Miller, under head coach Mike Miller is they have competed competed um, at a better rate than they did when they were under David Fisdale. If you remember, David Fisdale had the Knicks playing 4-18 basketball. That's like a 181 win percentage, I believe. 
Under Mike Miller, they're just under 400, so a big drastic change there. They are competing at a little bit of a better rate, so that's the one positive we can touch on. However, you know, it's it's kind of hard to to be excited about that because the way we're com- competing, the way we are doing that is with the veterans still. It's still the minutes distribution that we need to see changing um, going forward. You know, because the Knicks gave... It was the front office that gave this team a playoff mandate, you know, before the season started. So I think that's what they're doing right now. That's why they're prioritizing all of these veterans over over our um, said foundation, our young core. You know, and, I, and, I, and I'm not justifying that. I'm just saying that's probably the reason. You know, originally I thought it was just to showcase them to trade everybody at the trade deadline. But obviously that wasn't the case as Marcus Morris ended up being the only player we traded. Um... So I think it was it's more just the the false delusion. I won't even call it false hope. The false delusion that they were going to make the playoffs. And now that that's pretty much settled with the Knicks um needing to jump five teams in the last 27 games of the season, now that that's pretty much over with, you hope they can finally come to a realization and start prioritizing the development of this young squad instead of playing guys who won't be here next season. Um, and that's the big that's the biggest thing here. Minutes distribution, right? We've got to start giving RJ Barrett or not RJ Barrett, but um sorry, what's his name? Um I don't know, we just gotta start playing our kids more. You know, Mitchell Robinson needs to start. Alonzo True needs to become a part of this rotation. Um Damian Dotson needs to be more than a you know two out of every three games type of player. Um we need to get him in there more. We have to start playing Knox, Frank Nilakina. As much as you don't like these players, we still have to start playing them more because they are young and they're not going to get better sitting on the pine. So, you know, what's the point in going for meaningless victories here if it's just if it's not going to um, further the development of a Knicks team that needs, you know, to follow to stay on track on this rebuild process? You know, right now. You know, any normal, any competent basketball organization would be doing a rebuild where they would, you know, they'd be going in a slope. The Knicks, you know, it's more like just a straight horizontal line with an occasional downwards um, direction. So it's not, it's not good. It's stagnant, if anything, you know, because we're trying to, we're trying to do pointless things here. So I would rather... Lose a few more games if it meant we're still playing our kids and we're trying to get them at least improving. Um, you know, I would, I would, I would accept that. Um, because listen, we're going nowhere again. This playoff thing was fake. It was never real. I know that four-game winning streak was fun. It was cute. It was the longest win streak the Knicks had since Lord knows how long. But it was never meaning anything. We weren't gonna make the playoffs. I knew we were five games out at one point, which was. You know, it had some Knicks fans getting all ridiculously delusional, but let's let's be realistic here, man. We're not making the playoffs. You might as well do what you're supposed to do and rebuild your team properly. So the minutes distribution is the first thing that you need to see in the second half. You need to improve there, whether that's Mike Miller to stop coaching for his job or whether that be the front office stop, you know, to, time for them to swallow their pride and stop trying to chase that playoff mandate. It needs to happen. So that's the thing I want to see most. And if that means calling up um, 
Iggy calling up Kenny Wooten and Lamar Peters, I'm all for that too because they need to start getting minutes on the big league squad, especially the first two players I mentioned. They need to be here. There's no point of them sitting down in the Westchester, killing it in the... I'm sorry. There's no point of them playing every day in Westchester if they're just, you know, if we're just going to continue to play Bobby Portis, to play Wayne Ellington, to start Taj Gibson, to start Reggie Bullock. You know, it makes no sense for us to continue to do these things when... Again, these are all these are all short-term contract players. Alfred Payton, um, you know, just just get the get the prospects up here. Start playing the rookies. Start playing the sophomores more. Get Alonzo Trier back into back into this rotation and do things like that where we can actually see, you know, and this will this will attract more fans this way too. You know, it's so boring just to watch these dried-up raisins haul ass on the court every night. It's so boring. So I want to see this improve in the second half. Um, and another thing, it's not just the um, players I want playing out there; it's how they are positioned out there. I want this. I want to see the Knicks position players to succeed more. I want to see R.J. Barrett with the ball in his hands more, less uh, less point Julius and more point R.J. And that's one of the things I'll give credit to David Fisdale for, because as much shit as I gave Fisdale, um, he did run R.J. Barrett. Um, you know, he, he ran the floor with him quite a lot. He had him at the one position, um, and he was he was handling the ball, and that's where he succeeds most. Not that he's totally ball-dominant, but he is a shot creator, if anything. He's better at creating shots for himself than he is as a spot-up shooter or as a cutter. R.J. Barrett isn't a cutter. He isn't a spot-up guy. He's more of a, of a ball handler who will do it himself because um, we've seen his ability to dribble and attack the rim that way and even get the open mid-range shots. He doesn't always knock them down, but he's he's pretty good at getting himself open. Um, and, you know, finish, or not finish, he's not finished, not that he finishes well again, but he can get to the rim. That's the one thing you like seeing. He can get to the rim because of his ball handling ability. So we want to see more R.J. Barrett ball handling, less standing around the corner. And it's not on him, really. It's just on Julius Randle. It's, it's on guys like that. And you hope that with Marcus Morris gone, it's it's going to mean more shot attempts. It's going to be it's going to mean more ball time for Barrett as well. Um, and also, this goes the same for many other players too. I would like to see Kevin Knox be positioned to succeed. Um, I would like to see him at power forward more. I think playing him at power forward will definitely increase his game. Um, I can't believe he's played shooting guard this season. That was probably the most disgusting thing that David Fisdale did was play Kevin Knox at shooting guard. But yeah, that was, that never has to happen again. Luckily, fortunately, uh, Mike Miller hasn't done something as stupid as that, but we still aren't seeing Kevin Knox play power forward as much as he should be because I think that's something that could benefit him um, primarily on defense because he's a, a taller, lengthier, slower um, forward where he's not going to be able to, we've seen him have trouble guarding the the uh, the wings. I think if he if he's guarding the uh, you know the fours, if he's guarding a bunch of power forwards, we'll see him him flash his potential a little bit more because we've seen him display some shot blocking ability. I know he's not a good defender; he's a very bad defender, but we've see, still seen him be a little you know when he's active out there, he can he can he's shown some shot blocking ability. He's shown the ability to even pickpocket those big men those bigger forwards as well. So I think playing him at the four would definitely benefit him, at le- benefit him at least defensively, if anything. And Mitchell Robinson, um, 
again, we said we have to start this guy. It's about time. What are we doing? I don't understand it. Taj Gibson should not be freaking starting for this team. Taj Gibson. Um, it should be Mitchell Robinson, and Mitch should be getting you know, many pick-and-roll, much pick-and-roll action. He should be in pick-and-roll as much as possible. And to Mike Miller's credit, Mike Miller has done a lot of pick-and-roll with Mitch. But you want to see it with with Frank Nielakina more. You want to see him play with Kevin Knox more. With Hell, even Dennis Smith Jr. more. You want to see more tandems out there that succeed as opposed to experimental tandems. Because that's... I think that's a front office thing more than anything. Again, because it's kind of the same pattern that we saw under David Fisdale where... We're experimenting a lot more than we should be. You know, we should try to, instead of experimenting, we should try to just grow our youth here and play the guys together, you know, all the young kids together. And it doesn't make sense to pair Portis with uh, with Randall. It doesn't make sense to pair Ellington with, you know, with Elford Payton. It just, a lot of these lineups don't make sense when these guys won't be here next season. So, you know, not only play your youth, but play them where they need to be playing and position them to succeed. Um, you know, less point Julius, more point RJ, or just more ball handling from RJ, more pick and roll with Mitch. Maybe even uh, Mitchell Robinson can start shooting the jumper a little bit more. Now, you know, because you remember before the season started, um, reporters were asking him, are you working on your jumper just to have fun or are you doing it for real? Are you going to actually start shooting in games? And he said something along the lines of, I ain't doing it for nothing. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he did say that. He he, he said something like that. Um, so you want to see if he can at least work on it and take a couple of mid-ranges. Because I've seen him take like, I don't know, maybe he's taken like two jumpers all season. So, I don't know, you know, he's got to expand his game somewhat. It can't just be throwing down lobs in PNR because defenses are going to get used to it, to, to get used to that and adjust to him. And he's going to have more trouble as he goes along if he doesn't learn a little bit more. Maybe something in the post, even. So you want to see him expand his game in the second half. Maybe the Knicks can finally start doing that. Again, it's all going to come down to once they realize themselves they are not making the playoffs. Um, But before we get into our final bullet point, um, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back. All right. Hey guys, really quick, I just want to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is a free podcasting hosting site, which allows you to record your podcast either on your computer or straight from your phone. You can do it for free, so you can download the app for free, or you can go to the website at anchor.fm to start. You make money from Anchor. That's how I'm doing this. I'm making money from Anchor. They have everything you need right on the site. They distribute your podcast for you right to Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, and plenty more platforms. You make money for doing this, guys, and it's free. It's everything you need, so please, once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to start and join in. Yeah, so that's pretty much all you want to see. You just want to continue to see... Well, not continue, but start to see the Knicks prioritize their youth more and start to see them put their players in a better position to succeed. And again, call up guys like Iggy. Doesn't hurt. He could be the Knicks version of Joe Inglis. Who knows? Call up somebody like Kenny Wooten. He could be the next Mitchell Robinson or the next, you know, 
I see a, I see a lot of uh, Kenya Martin, and a lot of Knicks fans say this too, in uh, Kenny Wooten. I think he has that ability. He's very similar to Kenya Martin. He's very similar similar to Mitchell Robinson. He's smaller, but he's he's maybe even more athletic. He's a ridiculous shot blocker. He's an elite leaper. You know, he can throw down throw down the lob. Um, so I would love to see a nice Wooten-Mitchell-Robinson pairing eventually. So maybe he gets the call up and maybe he starts playing some games as well as Iggy. And maybe even Lamar Peters plays some point guard as well for the Knicks. We'll see what happens. But again, this is all on the front office. It's all on Mike Miller maybe even. I understand he's kind of coaching for his job and he's trying to compete for this team. But And I actually want him back. I do want Mike Miller back. Not necessarily as a head coach. I think he's done. I think the Knicks are not going to welcome him back as a head coach. But I would like for him to come back at least in another role. Uh, maybe an assistant coach, something, you know, the first assistant coach or something. I think he's a very, um, at least average. You know, I think he's an above average coach. Um, he's done a nice job, again, at least getting the Knicks to somewhat compete. Um, so I would, I would welcome Mike Miller back just. You know, there are better options out there in terms of head coaching, but I would certainly welcome back, to, you know, welcome him back and at least keep him on the Knicks staff. Um, I think that's all we covered tonight. You know, we talked about everything. It was 17 and a half minute episode of BD4 tonight. So before we conclude, once again, I want to remind you guys, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, be sure to do that at NYSportsTalkRC. Same username for Facebook as well. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do that as well. Rob J. Carbone, at Rob J. Carbone on Instagram. And subscribe to BD4 also on Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, Radio Public, Anchor, YouTube, and plenty more. Go to my blog, nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com to find out and look for all the other information on this podcast. On my social media, you can find all that on my blog. So that's that, guys. I'm going to wrap this one up. It's time for me to go to bed. It's midnight, and I'm going to release this right after I finish recording. So whether you're listening to this on Thursday morning or Wednesday night, I appreciate it. And come back next time. I'll see you soon. Ciao.